0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And before we start, the slight sound you can hear in the background that may well get very loud, because it has been very loud so far this morning, is the rain. Uh, I'm looking out over a holiday village. Uh, we're in France, um, in the Vendee. Um, we're um, about 11 kilometres from a town called saint gilles croix um, and And it's raining. And it's been raining quite a lot since we've been here and it's very English, as you'd expect in that respect because it's very green Um, and it's very beautiful, but it's very wet. Um, But we'll talk a bit more about that as we crack on. So let's have a bit of twangy guitar. (laughs) And as if by magic there is the rain in far more intensity too, so you can probably hear it bouncing off the, um, the roof of far better. Um, just to let you know that although I'm recording all this in one go, uh, it, the, the days are relevant this week. Uh, someday, some weeks I take the days out um, because what I'm talking about is a bit rambly and it isn't relevant to the days, but the days are relevant this week. So these are the things that hit me on the days I'm going to talk to them about, which means that today is Monday and Monday is fuel prices. And this came about because we were driving from Devon to Poole in Dorset to catch the ferry. We've had an extended break. We've had a, We booked a week in Devon. Um, and we took advantage of the fact that that Josh had finished school, so we 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 snuck a, a cheeky week in Devon just before the school's holiday started. Um, we took Jack out of school and had a and had a, a quieter week in Devon, which was really nice. And then when we decided we were going to come to France, it kind of made sense to put the two things together and not drive home to drive back down to get the ferry. So consequently, we're driving from um, Devon to um, to to Poole. This had struck me last week anyway, and it's all to do with fuel prices. And I'm not going to have a rant about fuel prices. I'm asking a genuine question because I don't know the answer. I filled the car up with petrol or with diesel before we left uh, Huddersfield, and it was £1.33 um, a litre for diesel in Huddersfield. Um, when we got to, to just outside Dawlish, it was £1.43 a litre, which is a cool 10 pence difference per litre for exactly the same product now i've always known there were regional variances for fuel but i've never really it, that was quite stark that was the kind of thing you'd expect between you know the motorway and, and home um and i didn't think anything of it i just assumed it was because we were we were. it was a relatively small place it's you know the bits of devon are big backwatery and that kind of same way that bits of wales are and what have you um bits of scotland are and bits of other bits of everywhere i'm not going to call that individual nations but you know what I mean um, and, and it, I didn't think much more about it until we were driving today and we filled the car up before we set off um, and it was 144 a litre in Bournemouth now Bournemouth's a reasonable size place and this was a reasonable size um, Sainsbury's that we filled up at and yet it was still 11 pence a litre difference so genuine question because I don't know the answer I don't understand the variance in price. I don't understand why a product that was bought from two Sainsbury's uh, petrol stations is a different price in different parts of the country. Um, Now, if I was living in the South, I probably don't realise, but I'd be up in arms about this. And I've noticed it before when we've we've driven from home to Manchester, which is only 20, 30 miles away, that it was about 4 or 5 pence a litre. But 10 pence a litre for a major supermarket chain is a lot into heavily populated areas. So if you know the question, you know the answer, and you can let me know, I would really appreciate it, because I, I, I say genuinely, OK, this instance we've done badly, but it seems like where we live normally it's OK. But I, I just don't get why, why there's a difference. Why is there a difference? Tuesday. So after an early start and a five-hour, four and a half-hour, five-hour ferry crossing, uh, we land in France. Now, of the, the things to mention about the ferry crossing, which was all fine, uh, I, I, I had a really nice snooze on the on the top deck. Um, you could go fairly high up on the boat, and it was it was a, a big open space as opposed to walking round. Um, the deck you know with 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 the building the boat in the middle this was this was the the top so so it was opened up, and there were lots of lots of chairs on there and I sat in the glorious sunshine uh, and it was there wasn't much breeze um with and with the sun on my face i I fell asleep I fell asleep outside in public, top of this boat for best part of an hour um Allison had a wander by to see how I was. Uh, just to come and say hello because I'd left everybody to it. They were they were down in the seats, and she just left me. She just said you were you were completely Sparko, So I just I just left you alone. So that was that was quite nice, and uh, and and was and was quite refreshing um, to to get in having had a little bit of a power nap. And we we drove down did the road from Cherbourg down, uh, which is which is dual carriageway but just dull. Because there's there's nothing to say I mean, the scenery is nice, but it's flat and there's not a lot to see. And uh, and we got to we drove down to Wren We were staying in Wren for the night because um, we couldn't get on the campsite until Wednesday. And checked into the hotel in Wren, Um All all fantastic. Um, quite a, a, a challenge driving around Wren because it's a very it's a bit like you know York to a certain extent in terms of narrow roads and what have you and, and weird kind of half roads that were sort of half pedestrianised and what have you but drove around wren um get ourselves sorted went for a walk in the evening and there are a couple of things two things really um i mean three let's start with the first one wren's beautiful really every everywhere you turn there's another church there's another impressive building um there's another square there's another something it's absolutely fantastic uh, and and if you do get a chance to go and spend a bit of time there, then it really is quite a a, a a very enjoyable city to to stroll around. one of those cities that you just explore by foot and you let yourself go. You don't follow. You just walk and see where you end up because that's how you're finding things. Um, the first thing was this incredible street. This incredible kind of um, decorations—the wrong word, whatever they'd done as a—I a, mean, it was almost a piece of art. So they'd. They'd hung netting 100, 150 metres down this really long um, pedestrianised shopping boulevard. And and then from the netting, they'd put little pieces of blue and green. It wasn't fabric, it was plastic. It was a bit like the kind of thing uh, that you would make the tail of a kite with. So like a thin plastic, uh, vibrantly coloured, green and green and blue. And then dotted in between these bits of plastic were um, were, were birds, were doves. And all of different colours, and these bits of plastic were probably eighteen, eighteen inches. Probably, look at me using eighteen inches. Having been metric my entire life, these things were eighteen inches hanging down, and and because um, they were fairly densely packed, but because they're just this light, this light plastic, they, they're obviously constantly moving. Even the most gentle breeze was was making these things move and so it had the effect of, of of looking like a um a field like a meadow or looking like the sea um and you walked under this and because obviously light still came through it was it was just enchanting as you walked all the all the way along the first time we saw it as we walked up to it we thought it might have been blue and yellow might have been um the the ukrainian flag but it was it was um it was it was green and blue uh, no, no explanation as to why it was there. I'm sure if you lived there, you would understand why it was there, but no explanation as to why it was there. But absolutely amazing, and I posted a picture of it, but you kind of had to be there to see it. It was really, really clever what they'd done, and it was really simple but really, you know, really classy. But then at the start of that boulevard, um, before you worked, you walked up, the um, there was three or four stores, Footlocker was one of them a couple of others, that were boarded up, um, and... I can only assume, and I've I've had a look, and it looks like it was the case, that that was a result of the rioting that the French had a few weeks ago, um, on the back of that 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 killing in in Paris, and it the two things just really went in sharp contrast that that this place which was so calm. And so, um, you know, seemed such a special place to walk around, and everybody seemed really pleasant and really friendly, and yet had, the, the, you know, had been the scene of that kind of level of violence because the, 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 these were proper bits of boarded-up shops, and there were other shops with windows that were broken, and you could see, you know, where it obviously had some form of toughened glass, but you could see things had been thrown, and and so there was there was proper remnants of this kind of activity and this kind of debris and this kind of you know incident and then there was this now whether this installation whatever it was had come as a consequence i don't know whether it was there anyway i don't know but it was interesting the two things were, were playing out at the playing out in counterpoint at the same at the same time wednesday So we wake up in Rennes, and we have breakfast, have a wander around, um, go to a fantastic um, little coffee shop, um, which uh, was a really lovely ethos. It was um, a a project where they um, trained people who were having mental health challenges uh, or had um, um, disabilities. And... They were in the whole reason for for being was to for, you know to offer a training and an employment route, and it was and the atmosphere in this place was absolutely um, absolutely lovely. Um, and then we set off and we we do the drive and we do the the, the couple of hour drive down to uh, to where we're ultimately going to to stay just outside uh, San gilles and we get here in time to go and jump into the pool. Uh, there's two incredible swimming pools here. One kind of fun pool, which has got slides and, you know, tube rides and this, that and the other. And then one kind of spa pool. And they both are really, really superb. And um, after stopping for some lunch on the way down and getting down here and doing all the things we needed to do, and we'd had a fairly lazy, sort of, fairly lazy, you know, journey down, we got here with a, a, enough time to to come, do a bit of unpacking, and go and um, go and grab some food, we need to go and get some food shopping and then come back and, and, and go for a, a swim. And um, got back here with, with you know, everything done about an hour, hour and a quarter's worth of time left. So we dashed round um, for a swim, got there, and um, the, the, the boys had gone and jumped in and they'd come down the first slide and they got hauled out of the water. And, and it was, it was quite a hauled out the water. It was quite um, the the lifeguard who did it. It was 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 um, a little bit belligerent, shall we say? And uh, and it turns out that you're not allowed to swim in uh, French swimming pools in swimming shorts. So what we would class as perfectly normal. In fact, if you you know, I guess if ninety percent of places you would go in the UK. Uh, and there would be a, a, a male swimming, they would probably be in swimming shorts. It turns out you can't swim in French swimming pools in swimming shorts. You have to have trunks. You have to have, you know, as as Josh put it, speedos. Now, Josh's definition of speedos, my definition of speedos are, are obviously totally different. Um, I'm not referring to uh, the kind of, you know, David Wilkie, Tom Jones, budgy smuggler type of, things uh, or rather he he wasn't i i i do he's he's talking about anything sort of tight so these kind of more like short things or slightly like cycling short variants of trunks as far as he's concerned they're all speedos um and after a long conversation uh, it became evident that they they were not going to let the boys stay in the pool for the last half an hour of the day hour of the day so we had to go and um we had to go and get swimming shorts now or trunks. Now, because Jack's ten, Jack was fine with it. He just he just he just sucked it all up. We went to the the, the, camp, the shop on site, bought a pair, generic pair, Jack was fine, Jack was back in the water fifteen minutes later. Josh, sixteen, far more concerned about what it is and it isn't that he's seen in public, and slightly uncomfortable with this because this isn't a thing back home you know and has made a conscious decision that that's not what he likes to be seen in and i absolutely get that uh, from a, a a body image perspective as well from a 16 year old um young man um said no not doing that so consequently um we had to we had to do a journey we had to go and find a sports shop and we went through we must have tried on a lot five or six pairs to find a pair that he would he would he would wear, and we ended up buying two, uh, one that kind of looked like shorts but just were a bit tighter and different material. So they weren't swimming shorts in the in the kind of classic um, Baywatch sense. They were they were more like a, a trunk in terms of style, but they weren't really. And then a pair of trunks just in case. And as it happened, as it happened, he's been okay to wear the ones that aren't quite what everybody else is wearing. Um, I've had to pay, buy a pair of well as well. Uh, I can't begin to tell you how over the moon I am about wearing essentially a pair of cycling shorts or lycra shorts to to, to swim in. Um, and and let me tell you that I'm taking a pair of shorts down with me, quickly drying off and putting those over the top every time I get out of the pool. But I just didn't know it was a thing. And, it, and apparently it's a thing in France. And who knew? I mean, literally, who knew? But it, it seems to be commonplace down here. The bit that I can't quite understand is I don't understand why. So hopefully I'll get back to you at some point with an explanation as to why it's a thing, but it's definitely a thing here. Thursday. Okay, so I'm going to give you a quick thing that I'm liking that I've seen today, that we've experienced today. And um, I would be the first person to say that I'm not a fan of McDonald's. Um, Not in terms of McDonald's as a thing. It's not a global corporation thing that, I've got a problem with. That. I'm sure I could do if I looked into it, but that that doesn't hit me, you know, as the first thing that hits me about McDonald's. I just don't really like the food. Um, it is what it is, you know. I get it, but I, I just don't really like it. But it's one of those things that, particularly when you're on holiday, it's some. There there are moments when a McDo is what is what is required, and at times when you're on holiday, we're da- dashing around doing stuff. You need something to eat. You're in a strange place. Um, you know, and you pass a golden archers and it's like, right, that'll that will do. That will do. We'll just do that. We'll just all have that, that's fine. Um and Jack particularly quite likes a you know, he he's 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 quite happy with half a dozen chicken nuggets and what have you. Um so we called in uh, today, and um firstly by the way, um the the screens in McDonald's which are quite irritating back home, don't don't half make it easy ordering if you're not if your first language or any of your languages isn't french um but moving on from that they they've changed everything over here in restaurants so if you if you if you eat in which we did um then you get a little message pop up to say that um you're going to get crockery um and they have abandoned they've abandoned or they're trying to abandon as much packaging as possible and you will get crockery and the way they've done it's really quite nice so they've got these Generic kind of white plastic um, containers, which things like nuggets go in, and they've created in kind of like a silicon, a, a fairly hard silicon. They've created the the little fries, sort of packets. They have the sleeves that you have. They've created that as a thing, and then you now get your drinks in a in in a in a glass as well. So you order, and they bring it to the table, and they bring it in these containers, and then at the end you you're invited to and they've, they've, they've done a really nice, simple kind of way of taking your, you know, your crockery, it's not crockery, but you know what I mean, your utensils back. Um, and then you, they, you split it in terms of the cups over here and the containers over there and the, you know, the, the little fries things over there and they do the ice creams and everything, the same sort of things. And, you know, and then it's, it's split and it's washed and it's used again. Now, I don't know whether I'm congratulating McDonald's here or I'm congratulating the EU who have really worked hard on uh, legislation around packaging. They're they're starting to really hammer down on companies. Um, it's called extended like producer responsibility, and it's um, and it's basically saying to companies we want to know how much waste. You're, you're creating, so how much paper, how much cardboard, how much whatever rate waste you're creating, and irrespective of whether it's recyclable or not, we're potentially going to charge you for that. We, we, we want less waste, we want you to cut down. And so McDonald's have basically cut down on every piece of waste on all of those products. So, okay, a lot of it was cardboard, so it was recyclable, but it's gone. It's, gone. it's not even having to go through the process of being recycled. It is, it is, it is gone. And it struck me at the same time as well that while we've been here, I keep being given things to use that tell me they've been made from recycled paper or recycled cardboard. So uh, cutlery and all manner of things which would have been plastic is arriving and it's saying on it, "This is made from this is 100% recyclable paper or cardboard or whatever." But I just thought I'd give McDonald's a, a shout out because I liked it. I thought what they'd done was. Really, quite inventive. It kept the it kept the iconography of their kind of things like their their fry sleeves going, but they've done it in a way that clearly they're making an effort. And you know whether it's a whether it's greenwashing, and I, I don't know if it is a greenwashing or, or not. But you know, and this, uh, you know, I just thought it was nice. I just thought what they've done was interesting, and I, 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 you know, if that's the route forward, then I'm 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 in approval. Friday. i like simple clever empathetic things in fact you know what not even clever i just like simple things where people have thought through a scenario and have done something in response to that proactively okay but i mean real simple little things and i'll give you an example So the Wi-Fi on this holiday park is um, amazing. It's really, 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 really good, which I don't know how they make work because there's no signs of masts or what have you. So it's very clever what they've done. It's all very nicely hidden, but the Wi-Fi is included in the rate of the um, in the lodge and um, and it works really, really well. The weather here has not been great Um, and you can hear the rain now, I'm sure. Um, on the roof Uh, it's actually the roof of a um, it's a cover on on a on kind of like I don't know what you'd call this because it's like it's like a veranda or a terrace Uh, it's it's a deck isn't it I suppose and and this deck's got like a pergola type thing that's covered and and you can I'm sat out there here it's very pleasant actually apart from the fact it's raining it's really nice Um, and it it rained uh, yesterday and on Friday and Got I got a message, uh, a notification from um, from the holiday village. Just a reminder that um, if you're connected to the uh, Pound Paracel uh, Wi-Fi, um, and you ga- download this app, I don't know if it was it was a reader app of some description. I don't know which one it was. But if you download this app while you're connected to the Wi-Fi, then thousands of newspaper magazine articles, uh, sorry, um, titles are available to you free of charge while you're staying on the, on the campsite. Now, that's not particularly clever in of itself. What was clever was, I I may have read this, I may not, I'd forgotten it was something that was a thing, but to send that out on a morning when, as it was yesterday morning, also raining, f- bearing in mind a lot of people would be hunkering down in you know and this this place covers the whole thing so we've got we've got people who've brought caravans here we've got people who brought tents here and then you've got areas like we are with with lodgers. bearing in mind some people will be in tents some people will be you know in a in a caravan with not a lot of space to you know just just basically trying to stay dry um to so just do that thing of go look and we know you're going to be bored you might not want to go out because it's raining everywhere. Um, you know, you might have exhausted what you brought with you. Then actually read a magazine article, read a newspaper article, read whatever, because it's, it's included and you might not have worked it out. And it, as I say, it's not, the, it's not the thing they've done, which is nice. It was that little bit of thought for somebody to trigger an email based on the weather somebody's triggered a notification, somebody's thought and gone, oh, actually, do you know what? Wouldn't it be a good thing for us to remind people of this because they might be looking for something to do? And it might actually, you know, it might keep a few people entertained for a, half an hour, an hour, because weather, while, while the weather passes. And the weather will pass. I mean, I can see that it's getting lighter. Theoretically speaking, if you look at the weather app, it's not supposed to be raining now at all. Um And in an hour's time, there's a 7% chance of rain. So um, there's a very good chance this is going to stop very shortly. But I just thought that was a really nice, clever thing. And I like it when people do clever things because they think, oh, if this was me and I was there and I was actually staying in a caravan now and it was raining, what might I want? What can we do to change the experience? And I thought that was really really quite clever. Uh, And on the back of that, I'm going to toddle off. Uh, and I'm going to finish my tea and I'm going to have a bit of breakfast and I think we're going to try and get out and have a swim because there's nothing greater than swimming in an outdoor pool in the rain, actually. It's one of the the great joys, that, uh, particularly if the pools are heated, which they are. Not ridiculously heated, but they're they're certainly not freezing cold, freezing cold. Um, and and being outside in the pool in the rain is a bit of a treat. So I'll crack on and do that. Uh, I hope you're well. Uh, And I'll, I'll speak to you all next time. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.